G'day punters and welcome to Tabs Inside 50. I'm Nick Quinn and as per usual, the superstar from Hawthorne, Shane Crawford. Crawf, welcome to another soon-to-be award-winning episode. <laughs> Soon-to-be. Uh, hello, Nicholas Quinn. How are you? <laughs> I'm just looking at your peppermint socks. Very, very nice. And you've dressed up. This is the first time I've seen you really dressed up. So what's happening at the moment? Yes, I've got the navy blue top on today, which is a little tribute to our guest. And our guest this week is... Ball's still alive here. Gibbons picks it up. Kicks it around the body. It's bending. It's bending. And he's finally got his first as a blue. Did really well there, Nev, to bring it to ground. Now Gibbons has an opportunity. Steady's lines up from 38 metres out. Here come the Navy Blues. What a great finish from Gibbons. From 38 metres out. How did they work out 38? Why wasn't it 40? Our guest this week, Michael Gibbons, 47 games, 35 goals for the Carlton Footy Club. And most important, a tribute to yourself on YouTube where you've got all your goals in one collection. So I don't know which one of your friends or family members did that, but they've done a bloody good job. It might have been mum, actually. I think so, me boys. Which one was your best goal? Um, Against two. uh, The Collingwood one. Yeah. There's the one in Collingwood where I stepped Darcy Moore. I think that's probably my favourite. Yeah. yeah, before the little checky. Yeah, that was a nice one. <laughs> well, there we go. A little pump-up video to get you going. But thanks Perfect. for having a chat to, you, to, to us today. And your story, it's a bit unique. You had to do it the hard way to get in the AFL system. And a lot of people think you're very hard done by to not still be in the AFL system. Tell us about where it all started. Where did you grow up playing your junior footy in New South Wales? Yeah, so I'm uh, originally from a really small town called Coolerman. Um, across the country, boy, but has never heard of it. So that's a good start it's for near us. Wagga, north of Wagga. <laughs> north of Wagga, yeah. So I grew up in Coolerman. Um, town of about a thousand people and yeah I started playing senior footy there when I was about 14 or so played all my juniors there and then So they were playing AFL footy there yeah I know Wagga yes, yes, had yeah. a bit it's, of AFL footy but um, yeah sort of the surrounding it's, it's districts both. More it's rugby and it's NRL yeah, and yeah, AFL right. yeah so you sort did of Did you have a crack at rugby as well? A little bit yeah only up until I was about 12 and then was taking my footy pretty serious so um, but yeah it was like NRL like rugby on Saturday and rugby, uh, AFL on Sunday so, so the juniors So who would call them and play? They were the Coolman like, uh, Grasshoppers. The Grasshoppers, right. So <laughs> would you play against Wagga teams? Yeah, like we'd play against like Wagga. Uh, we're in the RFL, Riverina Football League, which is Wagga Tigers. We'd play against Gairmain. Um, that's, that's an unfair advantage going and playing against a team like Wagga. Yeah, surely. it's a big drive, 30Ks down the road. <laughs> but with the population. Yeah, Wagga, there's a few like teams a, a in every city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. It is quite big Wagga, but no, the uh, we always did fairly well. So no, it was, it was grass living in the country and growing up. So yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything really. Really? Quinny, I'll put you on the spot. Who uh, from a sporting royalty comes from, it doesn't have to just be AFL, there is AFL royalty, but from any sports, who comes from Wagga? Wayne Carey, Mark Taylor. Yes. Michael Slater as well? My, I think Michael Slater was a Wagga boy. There's another one who was a captain of the Swans. He lives there now on the farm. Paul Kelly? Yeah, very good. There we go. I'll quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> There's plenty more, but we'll come back to them but later. As soon it as is we do amazing, some more Googling. But what I do love, it's one of the unique parts of the world, though, where it's a strong AFL and a strong NRL area. It's very unique in that aspect. Yeah, definitely. But it just sort of goes to, um, like, you look at Lukey Bruce. Uh, I think he's a Tamora boy, which is, again, um, just near Coolerman. And, uh, like, I would say that he's got the best step in the AFL. And I think that's, like, mm-hmm. a little thing of, like, just the growing up playing. Well, We played a lot of touch footy coming through as well. And, touch footy, rugby, and then just, yeah, rolling into some AFL. So it definitely helps for sure growing up. And were the codes rivals or did they work well in tandem? <laughs> no, there was there was always a bit going on. Like uh, a lot of the Wagga boys were mainly NRL that I went to school with in high school and I eventually moved up to Wagga to go there. And, um, yeah, there's always a little bit of friendly banter. Uh, but there's it, yeah, it, it a little bit of rivalry, yeah. 
What did you play growing up, Crawf? Well, I played marbles. Um, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. No, that was back in the day. No, we, uh, we were cricket and footy and then BMX. That was that was the go. I love the BMX. Even Finlay, little country town where I'm from, they had their own BMX track. So we, uh, we used to have, you know, Proper titles there, uh, regional titles. You're doing so the racing. come from everywhere, yeah. They, it, was, it was great. But then someone bulldozed the track. Um, <laughs> too many bindies and too many snakes. <laughs> so then we moved up towards Shepparton. But h- how did, you know, like growing up in a little country town, yeah. had, like I personally think it's, you know, it was great growing up in a little country town because you, you had that freedom and that yeah. connection and real supportive the whole town is of you and your family or whatever it's going on and they get behind everyone. Did you find the same way? Or yeah, was it a bit yeah different? definitely. Like, you, like I, as I said, I grew up there until I uh, moved out of Cullen when I was about 16 or 17. And so I spent my whole life there when I'm growing up and, mate, it was the, one of the best things I would like. It, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. And just getting to, like, you know, you know everyone in the town and um, even to my story, uh, like I'm the first person to come out and play AFL from the town and people, people like um, – you know, still to this day, are very proud. I'm going back to play country footy at the moment this year, and the the boys from uh, Coolman are messaging me, seeing when they can come watch me play. And like they were always hitting me up when they were coming down. So, mate, like it's it's uh, yeah. you, you know it's you never forget forgotten down there. And um, yeah, it's it's grouse. How many pubs in a little country two, town like that? Just two. two top and bottom. So the town's split by the uh, the, tr- the railway. Right. So you either lived in uh, the top of Coolman or the bottom of Coolman. <laughs> it's not segregation like that. It's literally so just a thousand. People. So, how far would the pubs be apart? They're little stones throw, like yep. two hundred meters. Yeah, there's yep. one. There's one. There was one roundabout. One roundabout that sent you to three, obviously four yep. directions, but uh, like four different towns. And uh, yeah, top pub, bottom pub, one footy oval, one cl- uh, town clock. <laughs> yeah, my mates get thrown out of one pub and then they wander hundred yeah, meters yeah, yeah. down to the next pub. <laughs> Very similar. They get thrown out of that. Very similar. Finley's got a few more pubs, yeah, so okay. uh, you, you get your choice, Quinny. Yeah, I can imagine. Are the pubs different though? Like, would you go to one pub for a feed and one to watch the footy? Or oh, oh man, I was pretty young. I don't remember. You could talk to the old boy. I'm pretty, he spent a bit of time in them. So. You know, you normally have your locals, you know, and and sort of the oldies who you know the regulars. Yeah, they're there at eleven o'clock <laughs> having a pot. Yeah, <laughs> and then you got the more trendy styles. Yeah, I think up, only one of them encouraged the younger generation. I think only one of them had a TAB and pokies, so I think that was the yeah, pretty popular one. That's I, mine. I that's can, that's the one for me. I can imagine it would have been mine too. Not the pokies, but the tab. Yeah. Now walk yeah. us through your junior footy career. At what stage do you think? Hang on, I go pretty good this caper, and there might be an opportunity to play at a high level down the track. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess like all kids, you grow up and you want to do it. Uh, probably around twelve or thirteen, I was like, I, I go right here. I can, um, and from that point, I put my, my whole life into it. I knew that was what I wanted to do and um, stopped growing when I was about 12 too, which was a bit of a hindrance to me in the end. But um, now from about 12 or 13, then just played yeah junior footy the whole way. Ended up playing some senior footy for Coolman uh, when I was 14, just like almost turning 15. And mum and dad weren't going to let me because the, um, they were a bit worried and everything. But the, uh, yeah, it was cool. We ended up going to um, play in the grand final that day and we kicked a massive score of about six goals. But luckily I contributed three of them. So <laughs> no, it was it was, uh, it was really cool getting to play against grown men at that age. And um, that definitely helped me going forward. Was it rough? Yeah, it was pretty brutal. It was pretty brutal. Like you can imagine old cockies and farmers just rolling through wanting to play some footy and everything. And uh, But mate, it's a good league and um, yeah, t- helped me through for sure. 
And some of those guys don't have much skill level, so they go harder at the footy. Yeah, well, you're more, it was more dangerous playing twos than ones, to be fair. Like, you know, if you, were, you the, when you were younger, if you played 18s, you know, you then want to play twos, but mum and dad were just, you know, that, and yeah. playing twos was definitely more dangerous than playing ones because some of the blokes running around there just want to take your head off. <laughs> yeah, my mum didn't let me play. I got picked to play for the seniors at yeah. Finley, and she said no. How old were Pretty you? much for the same reason, yeah. being small. At about 14 or 15? Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I just went to a started boarding school. I, I might have been a bit older, 16, but there's no way she was going to let me play. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I didn't get to play senior football for for the Cats. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> they might have you back one day. <laughs> Apart from the, the physical attributes of them being bigger and stronger, do you think you learn a bit playing against the older men when you're still a teenager as well, just how to be crafty and how to manipulate the packs and move around? Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I was always played midfield coming through the juniors and um, always, like, you know, you play pretty dominant like most kids coming through are, like, they're above the rest. And um, But when I played seniors, the only thing mum and dad would, like, they didn't let me play in the midfield, so I just played forward. And So they're picking the team. Like, basically, okay, dad, play, dad, well, dad was president, forward, president like. and uh, <laughs> general manager and water boy, so, mate, small town, as I <laughs> yeah. said. No, nah, no, nah, but, yeah, it was uh, literally, they wouldn't let me, well, it was a bit of everyone, the coaches, they wouldn't let me play midfield, so I stayed in the forward 50, and um, I never really... Um, got to play much forward apart from Carlton and Coolman really in the end so played midfield for the rest of my life so yeah it was pretty cool to play some forward pocket there now what stage do you think hang on I'm pretty good at this footy caper but if I'm going to make it to the AFL I probably need to get myself to the big smoke to get more eyeballs on me at what age did you make the move and what led to it yeah in the end it was sort of uh, a bit by chance um you know, we I from small town. We didn't know a lot about. We I played rep footy the whole way through um, New South Wales, um, but I never knew a whole lot of uh, we about the Tac Cup and everything. So it just happened by chance. Um, the old boy bought a business in Albury. We moved to Albury, uh, which has the Murray Bush Rangers. Um, and before we moved down, we would you know, Dad was driving me down from Coolman on Sundays to go try out there. And I remember trying going driving down like you know three hours to Albury, get there for an eight a.m. start and. Um, you know, there's 150 kids there on this tryout, and not one person knew my name. And so I was pretty like, I was like, "Geez, there's a you know, there's a fair way to go here before you're going to get anywhere." Um, you know, and that's that's a it's a big eye opener. But yeah, stuck to it for the first two months of the preseason. Dad and I were driving down, you know, twice a week, and you know, like I never can never thank mum and dad enough for the amount of you know travel and everything they can do. As I, I a lot of people say that, but you know, they helped me out immensely. And yeah, got to play bush range for two years, which was amazing. Like got to then really find out that you know that, that's a pathway to make it the tack carp and had a pretty good couple of years in the tack carp um and then leading into that um you know had a lot of interest going into the draft but sort of knew that if it didn't work out i was always going to head straight to the vfl that was you know because growing again growing up in a small town it's like the vfl is you know the the pinnacle like you know i mean there's afl and then you can never play vfl it's like wow that's insane so um if i never made the afl straight out of 18 i was always going to chase the dream and just move straight to the vfl Get ready to play everywhere, Australia. The AFL is here. And with Tab Same Game Multi, you can combine all your favourite AFL markets like head-to-head, total points and anytime goal scorer all in the one bet to get bigger odds. Available on every AFL game this season. Build your Same Game Multi with Tab today. Tab, long may we play. Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Now, draft night, you were half preparing yourself for not getting drafted. Did you go in thinking, if I do, it's a great bonus? And if I don't, the next step is the VFL? No, it was probably more the other way. Uh, I'd spoken to, I went to the combine and spoke to five or six clubs. And then there was two that were pretty keen. 
Uh, they said they were pretty keen. Um, and then who were they? Uh, there was Hawth, Hawks and North. Mm-hmm. Hawks and North were both said they were pretty keen, and that was obviously the, da- the when it was still the national draft all night, and then the rookie draft the next day. Um, and then had a bit of a call the night, uh, you know, an hour before the draft, and from my manager, and he just said, "Look, mate, I think we'll probably look to the rookie draft tomorrow." You know, that's the conversations that are being had. Uh, so that was okay. Obviously, pre- really disappointing. Um, but the next day was probably the shattering one. I sort of had a phone call saying that, you know, it's roundabout things, but they, I was, I, th- I was pretty confident in going. Just speaking to um, both Hawthorne and North, uh, it was, they both sort of said, "If you're there, we'll take you." Um, and then it, it was when you were rolling it through on your phone and you were refreshing and you were refreshing and then it just never come up. So my name just never come up. And, uh, yeah, that, I remember I was shedding tears that day and because um, I was like, you know, that, that it was pretty heartbreaking, that one. Um, but then, like, as I said, I always knew I was going to go to the VFL from then. So it was just sort of like get back up on the horse and go again from there. Who was your manager at the time and what were the conversations like after that happened? Uh, so manager was Nige Carmody. Um, so Nige and I... We, uh, we'd spoken about it previously and we were just at that point we hadn't spoken a lot about where we wanted to go in the VFL and I had no real idea the conversation at that point was more so will it be a standalone club or a, a line club um, and then the, the breaker in the end was Hawks and North were both straight away to, they rang me both straight away after the rookie draft and said we want you to come play for our VFL affiliates um, and I just remember like I'm a Pretty stubborn little guy, and um, I would have done the same. Yeah, I, I was pretty stubborn, no. and I remember I went down. I went down to Melbourne for a day, like a, a weekend, and uh, with mum and dad, and we we spoke to three clubs. In the end, it was Werribee, um, Box Hill, and and uh, Williamstown. And Williamstown is a different story, but th- those two. And uh, I just, I'll never forget. I remember I went to Hawthorne down at, out of Glen, Glen Waverley, sorry, and um, I went into the gym, and there was two lads that had just been drafted and I remember like you know as my, and I was like I'm way better than, and I remember sitting seeing them do the gym like they're in the Hawthorne and stuff and I'm like there's no way I'm playing with these boys and like you know what I mean like so I sort of yeah I was stubborn and I cracked the shits and I went nuts so I literally went to the standalone club and with no promises of anything really um, and that was Williamstown that was Williamstown with uh, Andy Collins and that was, was the in the end that was the, the only great Andy Collins that was the only draw card for me in the end uh, we're not like in my, my old man is a mad Hawthorne fan his whole life and and um, I had a call. I had a lot of clubs ringing me, but I had a call and, and uh, he said, G'day, this is Andy Collins. He left me a message and I sent Dad a message and I said, well, what, who's this Andy Collins? <laughs> and he go, and he said, mate, we'll go meet him. And funny story, like very quickly, I, the first one I went down for this weekend, I went out and trained with Williamstown in the morning and we drove out to Collingwood at Vic, oh, sorry, yeah, Vic Park. And uh, I was going to train with the boys and I lasted all of three minutes. The first drill, I put my tooth through my lip, sent, sent to hospital. So you, Williamstown, yeah. you trained there. Yeah. And then you go. So I went to the two. Oh, I went to oh, Box Hill and Werribee. Okay. Yep. I went to Box Hill and Werribee, and then I was sort of, you yep. know, in my mind, I was like, I was pretty filthy at that. And then I went on the Sunday morning. We went up and we went to train with uh, Willie, and I put my tooth through my lip. Spent six hours in the emergency just waiting. And I was, at that point, I was like, get me out of this place, like get me <laughs> home. And uh, Colo rang me and uh, just said, mate, like stick around. We want to still speak to you. And my Colo, Colo was one of the best things that ever happened to me in my career. Um, I was, uh, you know, you would know him pretty well. And he's a stubborn. Man. Well, there's yeah, I've yeah, had some blues with Colo. I've touched on with him my well, very first training session. So have I actually, yeah, yeah. yeah have lit- you really? Literally, yeah. yeah. Sorry. What <laughs> happened? And, what happened there? Yeah, what was going on? So, there? Yeah, we are. like my. I just won the my first listing, and then going into the next year, Colo, he always has like great ideas about how to get you drafted. He's very good at that, and um, same thing. Meaning, so was that 
Was that the thing that he said? Hey, I know you want to play AFL football. Well, yeah. So after I'll, I'll help you get there. Yeah, it was, and he just he backed me in from the start. He said, "Mate, I see that I can make you, I can mould you into, like I can get you there, and I see a lot of potential." In you. And he he just backed me. He just yep. I, when I sat with him when I was seventeen, he just had so much confidence in me. Yep. I remember walking away thinking, like, um, you know, this guy believes in me. I, I want to go with this guy. That and literally that was it. I never even heard of Williamstown. I didn't know where it was or what it, what yep. you know. And it and it was the best five. You know, it was a great five years of my life. Um, but yeah, to Colo, we were, uh, I just won my first list and, and we come back and he wanted me to play half forward because he wanted me to get drafted. And I still, as I was stubborn, I went, no, I want to play on ball. And he didn't play me on ball for the first couple of rounds. And so I cracked the shits and um, yep. I eventually went to him and said, Put, play me on ball. Like I'm, I'm a good midfielder, play me on ball. And he played me on ball and uh, <laughs> we played Essendon and I got tagged and I played <laughs> horrific, played <laughs> horrific. So we come in on the, uh, we come in on Monday and he just potted me and potted me in the, uh, in the meeting and just went at me and went at me. And then Colo is very like old school Yabby jeans. He used to have these attitude adjustment sessions where it was just no footies and it was just like wrestle and punch on. And uh, yeah, he started showing a drill once and it was at the very end of training and he was running through and he's trying to tackle the boys and it just happened. I was there and I went to run through and tackle him and he swung an arm at me and I sort of pushed him off and I was walking back and he chased me down and he tackled me from behind and then it was so he punched on the ground and he came up he had a blood lip and I was and then we had to get pulled apart and I yeah but to his credit I go out the next week and played probably one of my best ever VFL games so he still lives by the fact that uh he, he he's you know everything he does is for a reason but yeah he's a he's a unit yeah he definitely is and you know I love all that the, the passion and that's exactly him as a player like yeah if you look at any of his old tapes yeah uh, he, if his job was to shut down, the, you know, the small yeah. forward, he would not leave their sight. He would, he would just bash them, yeah, bash them within an inch of their life. He would just push them and prod them the whole time, not stop. And the, there's a reason why he was such a well, respected teammate, triple premiership, full time premiership yeah, player. He did such a wonderful job. So, how, did you, how did you punch him with him? Well, my, mine was our very first training session. Yeah, yeah. I was obviously the young kid, and he was the old one, sort of on the way out. Like, you know, he saw me as the threat. Yeah. Well, I said, mate, I don't play back pocket, mate. He said, please, leave me out. Um, <laughs> and no, so I had to hit him in the stomach. Um, in the stomach. So he mm. just had to, he had to do boxing sessions and, and cop it. And then the whistle goes and then you swap. But like middle of summer, we all had our tops off. And at Hawthorne, we used to live with our tops off. And um, hot and sweaty. So I'm throwing punches. And I've never been taught to fight. <laughs> So I'm throwing punches, and then every now and then I do a few uppercuts, and it slides up and gets him on the jaw. Yeah. And then he looked at me, he said, you do that again, I'm going to bash you. And then as the whistle went, I did it again. You know when you sort of say, don't look here or don't do this? And then sure enough, hit him in the, in the, uh, in the chest, and it slid up. The whistle went, everyone stopped, and then we were in the middle. I was fighting for my life. That was my very first session at Hawthorne. And then we had to get pulled away. And one thing my um, Assumption College coach, Ray Carroll, said, AFL footy is very different to school footy. You know, everyone's there for themselves. You know, it's a bit selfish. You've got to stand up for yourself no matter who it is. So that was in the, I've got to stand up for myself. You know, I've got to try and earn respect. You know, so (laughs) throw punches back. Yeah. Don't, you know, take a backward step, get in there. But, um, yeah, we had... All the older players pull us apart, and I'm thinking, shit, welcome to Hawthorne. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. (laughs) So, no, Andy Collins was awesome, and and he's had a great reputation at getting guys like yourself who have missed their little opportunity early on in life and then getting them to a stage where – 
not only Williamstown being very competitive, but making you players that AFL football clubs are going to look at and then take a chance with. Yeah, no, I, mate, I, you know, talk, have a little story about Collie there, but mate, he's, he's literally been the, probably the biggest influence on my career and getting me to the AFL. He was, he was awesome for me and, um, you know, you, you can say what you want about Collie, but mate, he's, he's been so good for me and I'll never, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm a great dad for sure. G'day punters, for many the favourite time of the week, it's Tab's Inside 50 Saturday play and we're joined once again by the Tab's money man, Bart Kennett. Bart, what have you got in store for the punters this week? We're offering $4 for Clayton Oliver and Tim Tarando to combine for 65 disposals and at least one goal on Saturday night. Now this is a matchup that Tarando looks forward to. He averaged 30 disposals against the D's last year and he's running hot at the moment. In his last two matches he's picked up 32 and 36 touches and also averaging a goal a game this year. Clay Oliver, well we all know he's a ball magnet, he's Clocked up 32 or more disposals in three or four games this season. Croft, we were so close to making it three from three last week. How do you see this one playing out? The D's are heavy favourites to remain undefeated for the season. Well, I'm with Duranto. He loves kicking goals and he loves getting the footy. And Clayton Oliver, well, he sleeps with the football. So uh, let's get on, Quinny. Uh, four bucks. I think that's pretty good value. Thanks for that, Bart. Remember, punters, you can find that offer on the Tab app. Offer available online only. Price subject to change and subject to liability. Cap no multi. Bonus cash out. Partial cash out or live bets qualify. See market page for details. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help. 1-800-858-858. Now, you played some terrific footy giveaway when you were playing for Willie. You won, as we alluded to, a couple of individual awards, including two JJ Liston medals and a Norm Goss medal. You said you loved your five years Willie, the only thing you probably didn't love is the fact you were there for five years because the process when you started was probably get in, play well, go to the AFL. What was it like during that five years when you were playing some blistering footy as reflected by this awards, but the opportunities were not knocking? Uh, yeah, it goes in way, well, it went in waves for me a little bit. Um, like I, it's good to reflect now and ever, like I wouldn't, I'd say I wouldn't change my journey. Obviously, if it happened early, it would have been grouse for me, but it didn't. So, but like my, as you, like I come out of that 18s, wanted to make it. Once you get to the VFL for being 18, you realise it's actually a pretty hard caper to then go make that jump. Um, so my first year I was in and out, oh, in and out a little bit and then had a pretty good next couple of years. So in my third year, after we won the flag the previous year, I went to like a pretty good level in my third year and won, won the list and had a really good individual year and, I sort of thought... Is at that, that when po- you were made to play half forward? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, just before, the right. next year, the next year. But then, uh, so I, I sort of, and I had a bit of interest again from clubs then, um, and I and, and when it didn't happen, that one really broke me again. That was felt like when I was 18. So that was, I sort of got, um, I went into the next year and put on a bit of a, a facade really and said, you know, I don't care if it doesn't happen again. And But full well knowing that, you know, that was still the be all and end all for me. But the biggest thing I would say in that year, I found out that, um, you know, once once I got a really good work-life balance, you know, I was... I was going out on the weekends. I, I got a girlfriend. I was going to school, but all everything. I got a way better life balance, and I realised there was a little bit more to life than footy. So, and then from that point, I think I even went to another level with my footy. Um, so that, but for the next eighteen months, I wasn't too fast. I, I went into the next year knowing I wasn't really going to get drafted after the previous year, and then in my last year, I sort of went, no, nah, no, nah, take. I put, took the facade off and went, no, I can make it here again. And this was my fifth year going in, and I went. And I had a really good year again and, um, you know, won the, won the league medal again and uh, had, a, had it was probably my best year of VFL and spoke to a couple clubs more seriously than I had for a long time. Um, and then, yeah, in the end, I uh, spoke to Frio and Crows 
and um, but and yeah, it just didn't work out for me. And I had a cup, and there was a lot of guys drafted from the VFL that year. I think it was like a record, and I was the like, you know, I think I was the only one that didn't get drafted. Um, so that one broke me, and I was really considering. I think that was sort of done me with the VFL. I, I was going to go play some local footy, and um, but the only reason I was going back for one more year, I was on ninety one games with Willie. 100 games is life membership and I'm like you know I'm I'm pretty loyal guy I'm like I'd love to get life membership and you know be a life member of the VFL club there so um, I was going back I was going to go back and play one more year and and then yeah got the tap on the shoulder at work with a phone call at work one day and never looked back there for a bit well tell us about that phone call end of 2018 yeah who was the call from and how did it go down well, as I just said, like I was pretty broken after the last time the, that year that I, I didn't get picked. Um, so I had a couple of mates come around and they consoled me in my shed out the back there and we just, tears were shed. And um, and then I, I upped up and went to work again on Monday. Like it was, you know, I had to get on with my life. And uh, so I think it was the next two weeks I was back at work um, and my boss and I, we just started, it was leading into Christmas, obviously at that time. And um, I, I got a phone call. At about nine o'clock, and and I I was like, oh, I won't. I'll answer it at smoke out about eleven. And Brad, then it, Brad Lloyd, he was football manager. Yeah, I think it was, was Lloydy. And then he rang again, and um, he rang, he rang again and left me a message. And I was like, oh, I thought it was one of the boys taking the piss. So and I he, just, he was a Williamstown boy. Yeah, he himself, was a cap, yeah, you know? premiership captain. Yeah. yeah. And then no, I never answered it. And then Nigel, my manager, texted me and said, mate, you better take the phone call. And then yeah, I think it was lucky in the end. Doc had done his knee again the day before and they just put this supplementary draft rule in or something and because I didn't know anything about it but yeah literally that's how it happened and I, I yeah I took the call they wanted me there in there that day so that was about midday uh, I told my boss and Muzz was like mate go for it like just go I, I j- walked off site um, and I went into Carlton and then yeah, I was training the next day with the boys so what was what we what was the feeling I was, I was terrified and I was terrified Carlton yeah, I was ter- you know, you're yeah. like right this is it you know, no I was terrified because I didn't really know and like I wasn't fit like yep. I, I wasn't I'd, I'd you know I'd had three weeks of just yep. not worrying about footy and um, didn't I'd you know I'd fully given up so I wasn't fit I was, and I was pretty nervous going like well far out like I don't know what I'm walking into here and I walked in and literally went to training the next day. I think I got two or three sessions in before Christmas, uh, the the big the big break. And like the last session we did was like a 15, 16K well, session. Jack Russell was running it. Do you it. know, I was at that session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at that session and it was – that was because Andrew Russell yep. used to be at Hawthorne um, and he's a wonderful fitness coach. Um, he had great success at Hawthorne for four premierships at Port Adelaide and then he was also Essendon as an assistant. And – I said to him, I was gonna, I'm going to come down and watch training. And he said, yeah, come down to the last session before Christmas. He said, it's big. And it was the hardest session I've ever seen anyone train. Mm-hmm. The amount of running and the intensity was through the roof. So, yeah. so you've only done a few sessions yeah. and you're in that session. I did that session. And, oh, um, my goodness. And, uh, and it was like 40. Did you recover? It was like 40 <laughs> degrees that day. Yeah. Um, I think we went to the Black Swan to recover that night. Uh, I don't even know how you got enough energy to go out that night. But then even with that session, it's funny that you say you were there because we finished the session and um, it was an open session and a couple of my mates come and watched it. We played a bit of Matt Mm -hmm. Sim and like I was, you know, it wasn't much chop or whatever, but... Then we ran away, like when the training finished, uh, we went out around the back of the zoo and we did hill sprints for about half an hour. Oh, and everyone geez. thought the session was over. We went, we went for another half an hour, oh. and, doing it. and I was, oh, I had no idea what was going on. And uh, he was just trying to find out who, yeah. who, can, who can cope, yeah. who can't. But I think, I think in the end, like that sort of helped me those sessions. Like I, I got through that off of training twice, and then I went to after Christmas. We had a session up in uh, Mo- uh, Lullabar where I 
I, you know, won some hill sprints after another 16k session, and, and I think like my work rate in the end was the big thing in the end that just got me there because um, I don't have the attributes that everyone else has, so I have to do something half alright. Well, you obviously had a very good off season. You enter 2019, your first season in the AFL, and they think let's just ease this bloke into his first game. No. <laughs> Round one, up against the eventual Premier's Richmond at the MCG in front of a capacity crowd. Walk us through the week leading up Welcome to that. Welcome to the big time. Yeah. No, it was it was, it was was uh, pretty daunting. Pretty daunting and pretty surreal. Uh, I don't really remember much of the whole week leading into it, to be honest. Like, I, I knew I was going to play. I played okay in the JLT, so I got to play some JLTs. Then I was only just put on the list a week before the JLT. I uh, kicked a few goals against Essendon, and then we played Collingwood. So I sort of and Bolt come up to me early in the week and said that I was going to play. So that eased the uh, eased the nerves a lot. Um, but and yeah, he would have liked you being a small man himself. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> I think that small men are going to stick together. We do, know? mate. We do. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think it was ninety odd thousand, and I, I did get there early that day in my and driving to the G and. I don't know if you'd know when you get to the G with the parking passes. It's actually a nightmare. You don't they don't tell you where to park. So I, I'm driving into the G and the change rooms are there. And I drove two kilometres down to the other end of the G, thinking that that's where you park because yep. it kept saying reserve. So yeah, I done about four k's of walking before I got back. They must have given you a different pass to the one they used to give me. Yeah. You know, my, mine used to be just outside the change room. <laughs> Brownlow medal. He's not joking. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, no. no, it can be very confusing. That yeah, don't worry. And it's the same. At Marvel Stadium, yeah, like the, the amount of times you couldn't find your car after <laughs> after a game, yeah, you're like, where on earth? Which level? Which direction? Yeah, no, but it, that, oh, mate, I don't even think I played very well that night. Uh, Did you go? No, I didn't. I kicked it behind. Up behind. Kicked it behind. Yeah, I, d- I don't think I played very well, and we got beaten. Uh, it took me. It, it took definitely took me a couple of games to settle into the AFL for sure. Like t- playing, I was playing half forward and oh, forward pocket, and I and as like I, I'd never done it before. I'd been at Carlton for a month or two at that point, and Bolts was very honest. He said, "Mate, if you want to get a game." We're going to need you to play forward pocket. So that's what I put all my time into. And I was like, right, this is, I'm going to be this little pressure forward. And, um, and uh, yeah, it was, it's a tough caper. It is. It's a really tough caper. So, uh, but yeah. a really tough caper at Carlton, you know, during yeah, that was. time because, it you was. know, the ball wasn't flowing as, no. as quickly as it can. And, and then also your first game, you play Richmond. Mm-hmm. Not a bad side. Yeah, no, um, they so, just won the flag. Or did so they just win it? They lost before? the prelim. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. But they yeah, still they had the, the, the great that, list. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, not not easy to, to get out there nah, and play against a side like that. Well, you played 21 games that season, so you couldn't ask for anything more than that. How long did it take for you to feel comfortable? And this might sound simplistic, but what were the biggest differences between VFL footy and AFL footy? Yeah, I think the um, the biggest thing for me was like the training, like the, the more week-to-week stuff. Like the training is such, so different. Like the, the loads and the... Um, you know the amount of the extra kicking, the amount of uh, the vision you're watching, and like I loved it. Like I loved, I lived and breathed it. I loved it. Um, but the, the actual game stuff wasn't like it's definitely quicker, and um, you know you have to be fitter and everything. But like I think it's almost easier to a degree because you know it's it's better better standard. Um, I, I guess that's a silly thing to say. It's easier, but it's it definitely you know once you're going a bit, it feels a bit easier. It's just more the week to week stuff is insanely different, and then dealing with the media and the and the pressure and stuff like that. You know, like but I was I was highly touted coming into the AFL from the VFL. Everyone's thinking I'm going to go out and have thirty this every week because that's what I was doing in the VFL. But I I knew in my head like that's what I wasn't going to do. Like um. 
but you know a lot of people are media I caught my fair share of the media boost in the first few weeks because you know they got you in their super coach team and that's all they want <laughs> so. but it's it's all to do with the role too and you played a lot of midfield but then yep. all of a sudden you've got to learn yeah exactly it's funny that you can get picked up to go to a football club and then all of a sudden they want to change something about your you know your position when your whole life has been oh no I've been floating around here and doing this all of a sudden yeah. I'm in a forward pocket um trying to learn that craft yeah. and I'm learning it at AFL level it's it's a bit weird how that all really unfolds yeah it, it definitely is but like look I, I had I ended up having three years at Carlton I, I missed one game in three years until I did my hamstring pretty seriously in the last year which um you know but after the first I reckon 10 to 12, 10 to 11 games um I think I think actually Bolts, I think that was halfway through the year. He got he got sacked in the end. Uh, Teague come in, and Teague was my line coach that year um, as a forward coach. And he come in, and I think the whole list was rejuvenated there. And obviously, I wasn't there for a lot of the a lot of it. But we played some really good footy in the second half of that year, and I I actually thrived in the second half of that year too. And I was you know I was really enjoying playing footy um, you know as a forward there and learning it. Um, it went when it was good. It was good. It was just there is some games. <laughs> well, like when you when you're that little forward pocket, sometimes it can be pretty grim down there. Yeah. Yep, and you want to get the footy. You want to feel like you're exactly. contributing. And, yeah, you can be a pressure forward, but you can be pressuring but still not yeah. laying those tackles, yeah. yet you are forcing him to kick the ball a bit wider and a bit higher, but still nothing's really going on that stat sheet, so you <laughs> still feel, am yeah. I contributing? Yeah. You want to get that, the football. You want to feel like you're actually getting your hands on it and you're having some influence on the scoreboard. 100%. Your three years at Carlton, the Blues finished 16th, 11th and 13th. A lot of talent, a lot of promise, but unfortunately in those three years just never put it together. How frustrating for you was it when you'd have probably one step forward, two steps back and what sort of frustrations you feel from the fans? Yeah, hugely. Like um, One thing I did realise about going to Carlton is their fan base is uh, is is far and wide. Like it is, it is huge. Like once the boys get humming, and the boys are starting to go this year. Like um, once the, once the blue baggers get going, mate, the, it's going to be. You know, I think it'll almost be bigger than what Richmond have been doing the last few years because in terms of fan base, like it's it's insane there. Um, it may, they've got every right to be frustrated. Um, you know, I think I think with us those couple of years I was there. Yeah, with, when Tiki took over, as I said, we played some really good footy in the second half of that year, and then. You know, in, in no one's fault, the pandemic hit, and and that screwed everyone around completely. Um, well, we played round one the next year in front of no people. I went from ninety thousand people to no people at the MCG, which is such a hollow experience. Um, and then you know we're in hubs, and everyone dealt with it differently. So it, 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 that derailed a lot of teams, and it definitely derailed us. Like it, you know, we probably didn't adapt very well to it. Um, we found it hard, like most teams, and I think that was a big one for us in that second year when we could have made the jump. We really could have made the jump. I think there was a couple of things that went wrong, and um, you know, like Charlie. Charlie was injured for all that year. He's a massive player for us, and. Um, yeah, I think just a couple of things went wrong, which was really frustrating, and then just l- lingering, lingering frustrations. I reckon took into the third year, where like my third year, which was last year, where we definitely underperformed. We were nowhere up to it. Yeah, you had Brendan Bolton and mm-hmm. David Teague, so you know two very different coaches from you know just even their demeanour. So you know, how did you um, appraise them? How did you you just look at them? Bolts for me, mate. Like he, uh, he backed me in when I got to the Blues. He's, he's very much like Colo, to be fair. Like he was honest with me at the start, and um, he just said, "Look, mate, this is 
you know, we've picked you, We, you know, it's a bit by chance. Um, you've worked your butt off, like, at training. You've impressed us here at training. But he goes, look, if you want to play for us, you're going to have to play this small forward pressure role. Um, he goes, it's obviously not what you want to do, but if you want to play AFL, like, that's what you're going to have to do. So he was open and honest with me. That was, that was you know, that got me my start, and um, I'll be forever grateful f- to Bolts for that. Um, but, like, with, without, with all due respect, I think when T took over, it was it freed me up a little bit. Um, it definitely freed me up. It pushed you up the field a bit? Yeah, yeah. And Cripper, Cripper's Crip, like So, did you have good endurance? Was your endurance? Yeah, I, I can't. I, so, you, actually, you had great speed. So you was more the other way, mate. I actually, oh, was it? Oh, yeah. You always seem nah, quite fast. Yeah, I don't know why Maybe people say that. Maybe it's the small steps. I don't, I'm yeah. not very quick. I'm deceptively quick. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, fun you, fact seem for to, you. you seem to be <laughs> reasonably quick or you get like, to... Sort of, yeah, I... I Maybe agility wise, agility, all right, but yeah, I, I become actually pretty fit um, through rust, just making me yep. run up and down hills the whole time I was at Carlton. So, so why didn't they throw you in the middle? Like, well, in the end, I, I, I played got a little. Paddy Cripps who's injured, and then yeah. you got a few other midfielders where they were trying to buy midfielders. So, mm. why why didn't they throw you in the middle at times? Yeah, it, it or become, did they? No, I, it become pretty frustrating there at some at one point. I, I end up, um, you know, like I, I I'm not. In no way talking like you know crap or anything. I'm, I'm like no, but they pigeonhole. Okay, yeah, no, I think in the end, I think in the end that's what, what it was. Want. Like I, I definitely had some conversations where I asked um, yeah, Jay, Jay, uh, John Barker. He was uh, he was the mids coach at that time, and I used to pester him every week because yeah. like, we would play match sim at training, and I would you yeah. know I'd, I'd go pretty well, and like so it wasn't like I didn't know how to play the position. Um, and and you, at at that time when it was we were struggling and it was like you know our mids weren't getting a kick. That's when I was like, well, let's just change something up here. But yeah, it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. Uh, you know, for me, um, which was frustrating in the end. But um, and it seems like this year, it's all about okay, yeah. getting more yeah. through this. So yeah. it's it's such a fine line. Yeah, isn't it? I'm still pretty like has a, like really good mates with all the boys and one of my um, one of my best mates from the club is Zachy Fisher and, and Fish and and uh, and Doc and, and Big Cripper and, they, and they, we're on the I actually um, we're having a beer a couple of weekends ago and they were just sort of like you know they're going oh Gib we uh, we feel a bit bad for you mate because the amount of boys that are spitting through the middle now it's yes. it's, it's pretty unfair for you so uh, it it does like it's it's definitely annoying and um, I would have loved an opportunity uh, for how, sure. how old are you. I'm 26. Yeah, right. So, do you still think you could play at that level? Do you? Well, I think I can. Yeah. Uh, I actually like. I yeah. I think I can, and I know I can. Um, but like for me, I think it's done. Like I, I spoke to clubs at the end of the year last year uh, when I got delisted, and as a, it was a pretty big shock there. I didn't really know that was coming until about a week before. But even what's happened with the COVID situation. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've been I, co- I don't think you, I, I don't unless you put the. Uh, you know, sledgehammer down and say, "No, nah, it's done." Yeah. Um, when you think of it and the way that the game style's gone this year, it's like the more people that can float through that middle, which obviously you can, the more people that can play multiple roles, which obviously you can play forward. You taught yourself at AFL level to play forward, so and you need depth. Yes, you got to bring young kids through, but there's only so many young kids you can bring through, and they can only develop at a certain speed. So it just seems like. You know, and I was I was a bit shocked that you weren't you know retained um, you know on that list, and I can understand they bring in some some big recruits and they're paying big money. So I I'm like I, I wouldn't give up on that if that's what you still want to do. I, I still think there's a there's going to be an open door somewhere. Yeah, I think I think like there is. Um and I don't know. I've, it's a bit hard to explain, but like we've mate, got the mid-season draft, have we? <clears throat> yeah, but it's hard to explain in terms of like I, I haven't given up on it at all. In terms, you know, and I don't want to seem 
Um, like I have, because I haven't, like if there was a phone call that was to be made to me, like mate, I would, I would jump at it without a doubt. I would jump at it. But like we just spoke about a little bit about my journey. Like I feel like I've done more than anyone to come through. Um, and it's, and it's at the point where it's a little bit frustrating. Like I, like I, I need to, you know, I'm, a, I'm 26 and, um, I've, I've done That's a lot young. of young. That is so young. <laughs> yeah. But I've done a lot of time. I've done a yeah. lot of time getting through and, and doing everything right. And I still did everything right while I was at the AFL and I still didn't, and, and it didn't fall for me. Um, which is, which is just, um, you know, really frustrating. Um, but there needs to become a time where I have to, you know, live my life and actually, you know, do something like I, I can't continue to live yeah. off of the bare minimum while trying to make the AFL. Like, I don't think it's fair to myself and I don't think it's fair to, you know, my partner and, us really, which is I know I know that sounds a bit I don't know sulky and like I've but it isn't like I would I would still jump in an opportunity but I just don't I don't I'm not chasing that right yes, now like yep. I'm, I'm not doing yep. everything to please everyone anymore yeah anymore no yeah. no no it's it's a good attitude to have too you know you just got to go and that's why you're going to play some footy with Yarrawonga which yep. which is a really strong league as well you know you got teams like Aubrey who are always super competitive and really strong and I, I think yeah you just go back and and just play just go and play. Yep. Have fun, get involved in that. The standard's still very high, and I just wouldn't shut that door. I know you get on with your life, but I just I, I wouldn't shut that door, especially with you know, as you you have been a, a midfielder, yet you weren't really used through yep. the middle, and the, the game's changed, and, and the coaching's all changed within a couple of months. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> amazing how the game style changes yeah. like that. New coaches come in, they play more attacking style, they throw more people through the middle. Um, yeah, I just wouldn't shut that door. Get ready to play everywhere, Australia. The AFL is here. And with Tab Same Game Multi, you can combine all your favourite AFL markets like head-to-head, total points and anytime goal scorer all in the one bet to get bigger odds. Available on every AFL game this season. Build your Same Game Multi with Tab today. Tab, long may we play. Available online for tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Michael, tell us about the end of the 2021 season. You've played 47 games in three years. You've probably walked out of the end of the season thinking you've done really well and the team's going to trend in the right direction. When did you get that dreaded call in to have a chat and how did it go down? Yeah, it was, uh, as I said, it was a bit of an odd situation there at the end. Um I'd never been injured. I'd played footy the whole way through. I'd never had a serious injury. And uh, I, I did a little hamstring against Sydney in about around 11. Um, missed my, you know, missed my first block of two or three games. And then coming back on the third week, we were playing Adelaide. And we were starting to get going a little bit there, the Blues. Um, starting to get going. And then the last drill before training, T, he said, like, he's like, mate, you'll come straight back in this week. Um, so, you know, I was flying around, zipping around. He's a dude, a little smart ass at training. And, uh, and then, yeah, the last drill... I just happened to try and kick the ball off the ground a little bit and I got pushed in the back and my, my hamstring actually exploded on me like it went. Um, so a lot of, like there's a lot of people that don't really know that I actually ended up going in for surgery on it um, and then had I had two two uh, two surgeries after that because it got infected and it uh, and it completely opened up on me a couple of times and I couldn't, and the, surg- and the surgery just kept, um, well not the surgery, the scar just kept reopening and reopening. So um, what, what turned from a, you know, a five, six week, Hemi with the surgery ended up being about a 16 week thing and I still have some issues with the scar at the moment so there's a lot of people that don't understand uh, know that know that about it and um, so that was in the end I, I was away from the club there for about 10 weeks just you know bedridden trying to get the scar to heal up um, 
And I think in the end that might have hurt me, I guess. Uh, like looking back, you know, you question why things happen to you and maybe that's what could have potentially, you know, help, uh, gone against me in the end. Um, but yeah, with about once the season finished, we, we, we had talks middle of the year with my manager that we were start, you know, hopefully going to get a couple of years with the Blues and we were really excited. And then once I was away from the club for a while, I went back in and I said to my manager, like to Nigel, I'm like, what's the go here? Let's get this going again. And, and it was off the table. The club was also in that review, like the internal review from the, or the external review, I you should say. you think that hurt you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Once that was called, I was, I was away from the club. I wasn't involved in any of the process of like interviews and that because I was at home like, trying to heal my leg and... I think I think looking back at it, that probably made worst timing for me in my life. I guess like I've never had a serious injury, and I get my first one, and there's a big review in the club. And um, you know, looking back at it, this de- that's got to have hurt me because you know I wasn't around. And yeah, in the end, there I um, boss, I sort of I knew it was coming with about with about a week to go. Uh, once Teague got the flick, and Vossi got announced, I, I knew what was going on. Like I could sense it. They weren't speaking to me, and um, you know, I was I was in the club at that point still doing weights and trying to get my hamstring right because I'd only just started running again and no one was really speaking to me. No one was looking me in the eye there from the uh, recruiting staff. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, something's going on here for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I got a, I got a, I was at the club and I got a calendar invite while I was sitting at the club to have a meeting with uh, with uh, the uh, footy manager and uh, the national, the head recruiter uh, the next day. And I, 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 the day before that, I actually went in and I rang Vossi and I didn't know Vossi from a bar of soap, but I said, mate, can I have a chat? And we went for a walk of Princess Park and I actually just put my case on the line and I pleaded, like I just said, mate, I feel like I've done more than most to be here. And, um, you know, I went through stats and I went through, you know, because I could feel like, I, and he was he was really receptive of that. He was really good. And I sort of walked away from that because, you know, Doc rang me and said to do that because he, he, like I told a couple of the boys, I feel like I'm going to be gone here. And they were, Doc's like, mate, go speak to Vossi. Like, he'll love this. He'll love you. And, I did. I spoke to Vossi. He was really receptive, but in the end, it wasn't Vossi's decision. Um, yeah, 24 hours later, after the calendar invite, I, I was sitting down. And they, they told me I was gone, and so the whole meeting lasted about a minute or two, and that was and it. So just straight in, straight out. Yeah, they, don't, uh, yeah. they don't sugarcoat it. Nah, it's just no, I, I knew, and I, I when it, when I got that invite, I actually went in and. And I said, what, what's the go here? Like, I was at the club. I'm like, if you're going to do this, just do it right now. And they said, no, oh, no, we don't know. And that, that that peeved me off a little bit, to be honest with you, because yeah. I'm like, I rang my manager. I, I was I was sitting in the car and I, like, at the club, I'm like, mate, I've just got this. What, what's the go? And he goes, go back in. And so I, so I asked them and and, uh, and they said, no, nah, no, nah, mate, just we'll, uh, we'll catch up tomorrow. So we caught up the next day and it was over Zoom. And uh, yeah, they just said it was straight on. And, I, and then they said, you know, you're gone. And I didn't ask questions in the end. I was pretty annoyed and that was it. That was yep. gone. And so when you were having a walk with Michael Voss, yep. you know, the great Michael Voss, yeah. um, pleading your case. So you're obviously just taking it through your journey, yep. pretty much what you've done here. It's like, I've come from here. This is where I yep. got to. I'll do anything you want. I've learnt a new yep. role. And so what was he saying about all that? He was really receptive, like Rossi was really good and it wasn't more so about my journey, it was more so about my three years there. It was yep. a little bit about like I transformed into what they'd wanted me to do. Um, like I'd led the team for some assistance, involvements and yep. everything. So I sort of laid that out to him and he's like, look, mate, I, I completely understand that. Um, he's like, you know, we spoke for a good hour and a half. Rossi was really good for me. and, and But in the end there, I could see it, even him, a couple of things he was saying in terms of like, look, mate, I appreciate everything you've said. And like, you know, but right at the end, he just sort of said, look, look, mate, you know, uh, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know which way the decision is going to fall. We have a, um, a list management meeting this afternoon. Um, you know, he goes, but, you know, I think, I think if we've got you sitting there doing what you're doing consistently, you're going to play every week. And he goes, and then Carlton, where we're coming from now, he goes, if I, if, 
that we have two young kids that you're going to hold out to, to play. Um, you know, he goes, I, you know, that's the, that's where the conversation is going to lie, um, which again I don't agree with. Yeah, but, but who are those young kids that you're holding out? So, well, yeah. and and not only that, one thing I find very tough is like the coach is the coach. Yeah, you got a list manager, but I know plenty of coaches that go in there and and say, no, I need this and I want this, and especially a new coach. You know, you're going to want. But would a new Someone coach have who, less clout, though? Would a new coach be more nah, inclined? No, the new coach would be across everything, surely. Like, you know, that, that's your job, you know. Like, if, if Nick Quinn is named coach of the Richmond Football Club, you're going to do everything you can possibly do and know everything you possibly know and do your research. You know, like you do when you're studying the horses, you'll do your research and you'll watch form. Um, you'll know which players have, you know, given back over the last few years. You would have, you know... Being asking the, the questions to key personnel As around a captain, what's going on. Were you ever involved in those conversations? I, well, you, it's very different as a player because as much as you kick up for players, I reckon at one stage, Raiden tell us we saved him from being on the chopping block because he was such a great team orientated person, and we wanted him. You know, we we didn't want him to go because we just thought he added a great deal, but. Um, yeah, it's very different from a playing point of view. They yeah. might ask you the odd question, but at the end of the day, they'll sort of – the coach will overall – I think the thing with that is too, like I, I kept it pretty quiet because I, I could see it going this way with about a week or so to go and um, Doc was going through his treatment and Doc yeah. and I are pretty good mates and, and I didn't really tell any of the boys because I was like I didn't want to you – know, I just didn't uh, – I kept it to myself and and, uh, and Doc ended up finding out through our girlfriends of – pretty good mates and um and doc rang me and he's like mate why wouldn't you've told me this like i can you know we can try keep we can from it like we're not going to obviously have much clout but we, we can we can um yeah. you know say from a player's point um so those like mate all the lads were really good for me they all i think in the end they all spoke up for me a bit but look it, it wasn't to be for me there in the end um yeah it's it's pretty disappointing i, I would still love to be there i trust me I, I wish i was um but yeah there's not much i can do about it now is there you mentioned Sam Doherty a few times. Ironically, he was the player that probably you got your opportunity yeah. through his misfortune. You've got a great relationship with him. There's not many more inspirational stories in world sport than him. Tell us about him as a person and everything you've witnessed him go through. Mate, Doc's, Doc's actually um, insane. Like, he, oh, I can sit here and, you know, feel a bit sorry for myself in terms of my journey and I've had some setbacks, but nothing compared to Sam Doherty. Like, um, you know, I think that was his second knee to give me an opportunity to go on to the list. And Doc was... When I um when I when when I got the call, Doc messaged me that night. He was going into surgery and said, um, "Hey mate, if one good thing can come out of this, I hope it's you." And it was a really nice text message. Did he really? Yeah, he really. Yeah, it was a really nice wow. text message. Um, and then so met Doc obviously when he came back from surgery and become pretty good mates. And I'll, I'll like like um, just a quick thing about Doc. Like I'll never forget Fish and I. Doc had come out from about his third bout of chemo and he just lost all his hair and he still had the thing stuck in his arm that goes to his near his heart and um. We were sitting at the front of his house, and and he was like, he looks so sick and ill, and uh, he and we, I said, oh, what have you been doing? And he goes, oh, like he, he goes, mate, I've just done four, uh, no, eight four hundreds, and I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? And he goes, mate, oh, I was meant to do ten, but I could only get eight out. I'm like, mate, you're halfway through chemo, just relax. But like from like that, from like he knew from then that he was he was aiming for round one. Like in the middle of his chemo, he was doing 400s. Like I was, I remember thinking to myself, looking at him, I'm like, that is just a different mindset. That um, no, Doc's an Doc's an inspiration, mate. He's a legend. Yeah, that's quite incredible, isn't it? You know, and obviously loves his footy. He's he loves it. great, got great leadership qualities. But to 
to go through, you know, such a setback, not not the cancer, but the knee, and then to get on the phone to you and say, hey, here's a great opportunity, yeah. go for it. Um, you know, that's someone who thinks of others. No, he does, mate. Doc is uh yeah, Doc, Doc and, um, you know, he's not captain there this year, but trust me, Addy's still involved in absolutely everything. And uh, all the lads, are, he'd probably still, he's still be the first bloke they're ringing. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's one of a kind, Doc. What about Sam Walsh as a player? You yeah. know, when, when I say his name, what, yeah. what comes now, so Walsh to is, mind? Walsh is, um, and Corf, you can attest to this, you've seen some, um, you know, some unbelievable trainers coming through and, you know, <laughs> without pumping, like, yeah, they're the stories of you being a great trainer and, um I just remember, like, you know, coming from the VFL, you know, I was working and then going to training and you sort of roll out and you'd get through and um, then you get to AFL and the step up is incredible. And I just remember this 18-year-old kid, Walshy, and I was like, far out. This Like, he, he took the training to another level. Um, Walshy's, like, one of a kind. I reckon he's, like, the he's the hardest trainer and the most professional kid I've ever seen in my life come through, even, like, through AFL. Like, the three years I was there, him... Um, Cripper and him, like Walshie's on another level, I reckon, just the way he trains and, and prepares, but then just has the best balance in terms of, like, he's humble, he's not cocky, he can take the piss out of everyone, he has a beer with the lads, like, he's just, yep. um, yeah, Walshie's a star, mate. Yeah, he's a star. He's a machine. He's, he's a an machine. absolute star. Round one, 2022, Carlton up against Richmond, your first game not at the club. The Blues do something they haven't done your entire time there and beat Richmond. What were your emotions like watching that night? Yeah, so I, I actually went, um, and it was probably it's probably a, a regret now because like I shouldn't have went. I, I like I as I said, I was pretty annoyed with the decision, and but I got to the point where those boys are my mates. Like I want those guys to succeed. Like they're still some of my best mates. So like I want the lads to succeed, and even still to this point, I do. So I sort of thought I'd be okay to go to the game, and I'm going back to playing the country as we spoke mm-hmm. about. So I'm like, it'll be an opportunity for me to go back. I won't get to go. And when I went, it was. Um, it was really cool watching. I got to see Doc kick his goal, and like that was an awesome moment. But then, yeah, when the final siren went, I was it was a pretty hollow feeling. Um, yeah, that was that was a weird one. I thought I was I was I was okay all game, but then once the final siren went, again, I was happy for the lads, but I was pretty I was pretty jealous, I would say. And yeah, it was a, it was an odd experience that one. And they've started quite well, the Blues as well. Is that another added frustration when you've done three years where it's been really challenging for the football club, and now it's almost like you've put in the hard yards, and these guys are enjoying the benefits. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. Um, but not yeah. only that, you got Eddie Betts who goes out of the side. Yeah. But- you know, so that's that's one of the great all-time smalls. Yeah. So you're competing, not necessarily with him, but you know, you're all getting into the same spots. <laughs> so you know, it's it's like, well, hang on, Eddie Betts is not there, so you're going to need someone like myself. And yeah. I know we keep going on about it, but you know, it's it's such a fine line. You know, yeah, it if is. The ledger goes one yeah. way or the other. It's but, sort of, it's um, it's and, and I, 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 the feeling from going to those that first game. I totally get it, you know. Like, you know, it hurts you inside. Yeah. But that's just because you've got great pride and passion yeah. about what you can do and what you're capable of doing. Well, I think I think to that, like, it's not – like, I say jealousy, but I guess, like, the frustration comes, Quinny, from, like um, – like the boys are going well this year, so it seems as if like I don't think I was ever the issue why we weren't going well. Um, but it seems as if like you know I'm gone. That, not that I'm the you know, but it's a fix. Like it's sort of yeah. So I guess that's where the pride comes into a bit. It's like well, it doesn't work like that. I know you, you probably think like that, but um, yeah, it definitely doesn't work yeah. like that. There's maturity. There's a couple no, of new midfielders that come in. You know, um, the team's probably balanced up a bit better. 
few of the key forwards are standing up, so there's a, there's a big difference yeah. to what's going on. Yeah, having those two big tall hey, timbers can, up can we? Helps. I know we've been talking about footy, which is great, but um, I want to get back to this carpet. So Give it to me. <laughs> one thing about when you lay in carpet is you've got that thing that you've got to throw your knee into. And the kicker. That, that can't be good for your it's leg. horrific, mate. Horrific. Yeah. I, I, as so, I, so this this stuff here. Uh, look, how many the, times, like if, if you're laying carpet for a full day yeah, yeah. and you're just right, how many times would you be laying the knee into that that machine that then plants the yeah. carpet into the ground? Well, so a room, a little uh, little four by four room like this, this stuff is carpet tile. So this is glued down. So you don't actually do that. You just lay right. these. But if, when you're kicking out a room, but I was lucky I never done it. My boss never really let me because of footy. But um, right. you're kicking it out probably, you know, 60 to 70 to 80 times yeah. in a room and just hooking into it. Yeah. Mate, my boss was 40 and he looks like he's about 60 the way he could. He you can, you he go and watch carpet layers yeah. when they've got that, what do you call it? The kicker. Oh, you call it a kicker? Yeah, yeah. And then kneeing that so the carpet's nice and stuck to the wall and stuck to the floor. And I'm thinking that, that can't be a great career move, no, especially as a footballer. No, no, that's why they kept me off it. I've seen him passionate about two things, <laughs> partying with Buddy Franklin and carpet. So there we go. That's the common denominator. What's the boss's name? Because it sounds like he's really looked after you over uh, the years. Andrew Murray. Muzz, so yeah, so he'll be watching the table. He'll be, he'll be putting a, pun, a race on now. Is he a blues man? man? Nah, he's just a... He's just a He's just a man. man. He's just a man's man. <laughs> Who's he follow? I think he's Richmond or something. Yeah, but course. he's just wherever the bandwagon is. He's one of those guys. <laughs> oh, he's one of those. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to finish with some hard-hitting questions. It it's been me. great chatting to you today. You've played 47 games. We're not shutting the draw in your AFL career, so hopefully there's more games to be added. We have to update this podcast okay. in a few years to add the extra games. Hang but on, has Yarrawonga started? Yeah, we started last week. Oh, how did we go? Uh, we, we, the, the pigeons, you're all the pigeons. pigeons. Yeah, yeah. Another intimidating yeah, yeah. dive. The great shout, shout out well, to Fev. The great Brendan Favola yeah, was yeah. there, and um, and Matty Tripp was very much behind the football club. Yeah. You know, yeah, Matty Tripp lives a couple of doors down from us there on the water. So it's uh, I met him the other day. He's a nice guy. It's a small little shack. Down yeah, there. it would be. Yeah. Is he paying you to be there? Huh? He paying you? To no, be no, 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 no. Had an extra zero <laughs> if he is. Um, yeah. So, but it's it's a very good standard of football. So did we win? We did. Yeah, we beat Wodonga. Yeah, we smacked him by about 10 goals in the end. Oh, very nice. Here we go. The hard-hitting questions. This is where we shine. <laughs> Favourite food? Pasta. Favourite drink? Uh, whiskey. Whiskey. Best sledge you've ever heard on a footy field? It was probably from yourself, yeah? No, no. Nah, nah. no? It wasn't a sledge, but I, I was a massive Hawks fan growing up, and I used to idolise Sam Mitchell and uh, Luke Hodge and uh, we played Brisbane My fr- and I started getting a kick this game and I ran past him and tried to jab him in the guts <laughs> Hodgie? He, yeah, yeah yeah and he just looked at me and just went like just who are you like didn't even say anything I was so embarrassed <laughs> I was so embarrassed I thought I was I was like oh if only you knew mate <laughs> <laughs> didn't even need to waste wasn't the words sledge, wasn't it? he just looked at me so I like that, that one. one that's the first time I've had someone insert themselves in that normally it's I heard this or no, this happened no, no. and best spray you ever heard from a coach or it just have to be Colo and I punching on. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't much of a spray. It wasn't many words said again, but, yeah, we just sort of went toe-to-toe there. <laughs> the first player to win two JJ Listons, a Norm Goss, and punch on with the coach, you reckon, Croft? Absolutely, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Michael Gibbons, we've loved having a chat to you. Hopefully there's another chapter in the AFL career. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. 